Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. This is Anthony Robbins host, The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host, The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. So we give y'all real, real noise. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now It's so important as I know all men, but as a black man, like it's important for them to put a face with their experience because oh, so many black men don't have this platform yeah. and they don't talk about what they yeah. feeling. Yeah. They don't know how to explain what they feeling yeah. and whoever they're with don't understand, understand why they're it. feeling like they're True. feeling. So you have to like know that you went through that for a reason yeah. and there are so many people that need to hear from you. This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. Today's show, first of all, this is episode 120, and B. Mashavery is effing up the mic. I'm trying not to cuss because I have my mom on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast today. But I want to let you know, let you guys know today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcast-centric podcast ecosystem by going to www blogtalkradio.com. This episode is also brought to you by Bella's Kitchen. If you don't like cooking, get to booking your meal prep plan today with Bella's Kitchen and shout out to Bella. So today I have my mother on episode 120 and B. Mashavery. First off, mama, how you doing? I'm great. Do you listen to the podcast when you're not here? When you're not on the podcast, do you listen to the podcast? Sometimes. What do you think about my cursing? Uh-oh. You're who you are. Thank you. <laughs> Be me shaver. It's been a minute. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. What's been going on, man, with the with the Hope Dylan? I see you got the shirt on. Heal people, help. Heal, heal people. Heal people, help heal people. Okay. Um, can oh, I you, these yeah, you ain't got to wear them. Okay. I know you got the new do, so it's kind of oh, sitting yeah, up okay. high. <laughs> <laughs> heal people, help heal people. It's basically so many people have so much advice about what you should do in situations and how people handle different situations. But with my experience, when you heal from certain things in life, you can give people a better perspective and a better, um, better advice at whatever it is that they're going through, whether it be relationships, whether it be something that, um, you've dealt with as a child. If you're still mad and angry and bitter about those things, your perspective is going to be more of a negative. It's going to be more of, um, 
it, it comes from a very negative energy because yeah. you just you're angry about it you're not over it so thinking about it makes you matter so when you heal from it you're kind of able to step back and look at it from a different perspective and a total view of it yeah. and take so much more from it so i think it's important to take time and because we're are we talking more so relationships or just life period everything more and but if we're speaking specific on relationships exactly yeah. that you need time but and, i think it's also for me would heal people Father's Day just passed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I look at it from when Father's Day came about, I saw everybody posting everything about their father, mm -hmm. how they feel about their father. And it made me think, and I'm like, I literally don't have any memories, like, I guess past the age of, like, nine, they become they begin to fade out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's one of those things growing up when I was trying to love a woman or care for a woman, I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. still struggle with doing it and I, I think I just told Artizi the other day I was like it would be great if I could actually call my dad up and talk to him and ask him questions about being a man but I, it, 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 as my mom laughs <laughs> it's funny because I literally don't think he could help me mm -hmm. I literally don't so for me it's one of those things where it's like heal people help heal people I'm a person that I don't feel like how do you I feel like the best way to heal something is to get closure for the most part, whether it's from yourself mm -hmm. or whether actually sitting down, talking to that person and getting past it. But I think the hardest part of healing yourself is when you have to get past it by yourself. A relationship. If you break up with that person and y'all never talk again, mm -hmm. then you kind of left to wonder, is it something I could have did? Could he or she did something better? Did I do something wrong? Why won't he talk to me? Why won't she talk to me? Until you finally say, well, you know what? He's moved on and she's moved on. Now I have to heal, you know, work on getting myself better. Mm -hmm. But it moves so much quicker if you're able to address the person you have issues with, which was why so many people go to counseling. Yeah. You sit across from a person, you tell them everything you have to say, and they give you a non-biased answer, also a solution, mm -hmm. which is what we look for in relationships, in relationships with, you know, fathers or mothers or so on and so forth. What helped me, especially with my, um, first of all, my father passed away when I was 21. Mm -hmm. My brother was 13. My sister was getting ready to graduate high school. Um, I love my daddy. I, I loved him. He was he was a great father, but he was not a good husband yeah. um, until later on. But there were things that I saw my father and my mother go through that my brother and sister never had to deal with. So yeah. there were things at a certain point in my life when I got when I was about fifteen or sixteen, I literally couldn't stand my father. I literally had a hatred towards him because of what I saw him and my mother deal with. Yeah, it took me being able to grow and step aside and see that that was their relationship, it wasn't mine, mm -hmm. and actually see him for who he was to me. As far as being a man, you know, my father's role in our life was provide, take care of the, um, you take care of the bills, yeah. you make sure that everyone's feeling protected, yeah. they're feeling safe. But as far as the nurturing, my father taught me how to be tough. My yeah. father taught me how to... Um, not depend on anybody. That's what my father taught me. The softness of, of who I am yeah. and the softness of who my brother is and the ability to be a nurturer and understand From women's emotions. That is my mom. Like, And I, under, I feel like, honestly, in society we feel like if I had a father in my life then I would be I would be a better man but what women are meaning when we say we need you to be better is not the providing part y'all oh, are yeah. great at hustling and providing yeah. and doing that but it's the 
being in tune with your emotions that yeah. hasn't that doesn't necessarily come from a man because no. men aren't taught that that is something that they should do but i think we could to me and yeah, I, I think but, that's an issue though but the softness is not from a man like that that nurturing part is when you're when you're crying and you're you're going you're normally going to your mom for yeah. that you're normally looking for your mom's um, a hug from your mom like the hug the yeah. love the kisses on the face all of that comes from my mom like even now when I'm feeling some kind of way I go to my mom and my mama rolls my back I never did cry to my dad about a man I never cried to my dad Th that softness come from my mother but I still feel like as a man and you can jump in at any time I know you're listening you know being the first time on the <laughs> podcast people to sit back and listen and never say anything but for me I still feel like a man can deliver that because if you think about a two-parent household, of mm -hmm. course you're going to get, like you said, the nurturing part mm -hmm. from your mother. But I think it's important for a man to be able to tell his son, or even if it's a mentor, like if I had a mentor, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, and he was older than me, I think it's still okay for a man to say, it's okay to cry. Yeah, it's okay, okay to get this off your chest. It's okay to not act like everything, nothing bothers you, and to keep moving through life. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not nurturing as in a mother's nurture or rubbing the back, but it is nurturing to, or I think it's more of a comfort level to say, mm -hmm. it's okay to cry. Because there's so many men, they don't want to cry or they don't want to feel like they're a sucker or they're a punk for being or feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. I think I've told a story on the podcast before when I talked to my dad one time about a girl I really cared about. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling him like I was in the midst of losing her. And I knew that I wasn't doing everything right. And I remember calling him. I was headed to school and I called him and I said, uh, I know we don't talk much about any of this. I know we don't talk much, period. But. Just because you didn't have a successful marriage doesn't mean you don't know how relationships work. Yeah, so asking him those things, when I asked him about what should I do, I gave him the situation, told him how much I care for the girl, where the situation was, and literally he was like, I have nothing to give you. Mm. I have never had a serious conversation with my dad since then because if you don't have nothing to give me, give me on just lessons of life, things that you've been through, but not to be funny, my dad has really never had to be a father either. Mm. Leaving at an early age... I feel like dealing with kids, like her kids, my, my girl kids, what is like nine and 10. I think dealing with kids right now, it's, it's in the impressionable age, it's important, mm -hmm. but it's so much more important to catch them all as well in the ages of like 15 to 21, where you're really starting to date, you're really starting to interact with women, you're really starting to learn who you are and who, how important is it to have that there? Yeah, yeah it's, it's good to have that there. I know me growing up and I grew up in a two-parent household, and what B. Mishavier was saying was, my dad was the one that was the um, protector. He worked, he didn't want mom to work, so she never worked. She took care of the house, took care of us. But I do remember there were times that maybe I fell down or whatever in the presence of my dad. And he would say, come here, big girl. And you know, and he would soothe that wound, you know. Um, now he wasn't much on showing emotions of crying, maybe, of all my time of growing up, I may have witnessed maybe twice mm -hmm. of you know him crying. But going back to what Anthony was saying about his interaction with his dad, I could never go to my parents and talk to them about relationships. When um, I was the age of, I guess maybe 13 or 14, they gave me this book, The Birds and the Bees. So they didn't have that open conversation about mm -hmm. the sexual reproduction of the body or what to expect or or whatever they gave me a book and all i did was just look at the pictures because i'm like i can't understand <laughs> yeah, I you understand know what i'm reading on. but i said 
when I get married and I have kids, I want my children to be able to have a conversation with me about anything. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to be able to come to me and ask me before they go out in the street and ask someone else. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what you go through as a child and as you're growing up, you see what's modeled before you and you can make a conscious decision. Is this what I want mm -hmm. or do I want something more or is it something more or is there something different? And it's, it's sad that um, Anthony's dad, my ex-husband, could not reach down within himself, being the oldest, and say, okay, I've seen this happen in my life or my brother's lives, so let me give him some word of encouragement or lead him in a direction to where he'll know how to tap into his feelings. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you don't have to have things really modeled in your life to say, hey, let me give this person some advice. Just like y'all said earlier, when you go through different relationships, take time to detox. Mm -hmm. And so when my ex-husband and I separated and divorced, he should have been able to look at our relationship because we dated four years before we got married. We were married for 17 years. He should have been able to take something and, and in that yeah. to give someone else, especially mm -hmm. his own son, some hope or some guidance. Why do you think it is, though, that, that in the black community we don't talk about sex or we we don't want to be labeled a certain way or we don't like we just don't know. I feel like in the black community, especially amongst myself and just black women I've dated, like a lot of black women are not in tune with their sexuality. And then it's like the ones that are in tune with the sexuality is the baby makers. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but like the hood that the quote unquote hood chicks, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's like and even you can, them, they're yeah, not they're yeah, really in tune. They, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like they they, <laughs> they don't yeah, make them in tune they know they know how to they know how to have sex. They like their feelings. But that's what I was gonna say. They more so like they know how to have sex, but they still don't know how to like get it in line after the fact. Or there's still it's still an emotional disconnect. Yeah. Like, I feel like with black people, we're walking around and we may have, first of all, I feel like we're sexually suppressed. I really do feel that way. And then maybe sex, you, in a mindset though, it's not just, it's in not general. just, yeah, it's just in general. Like if you're messing with somebody, you're interacting with people. Like I know a lot of, like with a lot of men and women, you got a lot of black men who treat women like things. And I know men mm -hmm. do this, but I'm just focusing on black. But it's like you have a lot of black men that treat women like things or yeah. they have expectations of them when, not to be funny, they don't deserve it. Or like we hear all the time, they want wifely duties mm -hmm. from a girlfriend when they're not even giving them the things they need as a girlfriend. And then you have some women who are not in, in tune with their sexual side because they've been told if you do this or do that, you're a hoe. You're going to be seen as this. But men are able to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's like it, it's a disconnect. It is a disconnect. I believe that the disconnect, though... We can't blame. I can't blame a man for exactly how they treat me. It's 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 what I exude, what I accept from you, and a lot of it comes from a woman's perspective. We're not taught how to um, be sexually liberated without over-sexualizing yeah. yourself. You don't have to sleep with everybody no, to be in tune with your body and yourself and what you like. But the problem is. There's there's not enough discussion. It doesn't even have to start exactly. with your parents. No, you know, it it's just about 
My mom and dad never sat me down and had any conversation. My grandmother only said, leave them babies in heaven till you get your <laughs> high school diploma and you have something to give them. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm about to be 33 and them babies still in heaven. And I told her <laughs> when she tried to ask her. me, <laughs> why haven't I given That's her a great grandchild? <laughs> it's your fault because you, you told me to leave them babies in heaven until I have something to give. And so I'm always trying to find, you know, make sure I'm at a place where I have something because I really feel like it's not about material things it's yeah. about me being whole with myself I don't want to have a child and still try to figure out who I am yeah. I want to know who I am yeah. and that comes with sexual that comes with mental emotional instability yeah. some people a lot of women have sex because they're looking for something yeah. and they feel like when I have sex with this man that's going to give me whatever it is I'm Same searching time. for yeah. and it's not True. and then they go from man to man to man not understanding that there is a spiritual connection when you're having sex with these men no like that you intend for it, it, to be it doesn't matter mm -hmm. you just you just you're connecting yourself mm -hmm. to this person okay. and they don't take the time to get to know themselves they don't get the time to say okay look I want to date you, yeah. but there won't be any sexual. Sex. For me, it's not. I I don't see anybody, and I'm like, oh my god, he just turned me on. It doesn't happen like that for me. It never has happened like that for me. It's, me and my grandmother told me that's because I am a person that if you mentally, like you have to really get me mentally yeah. to make me feel like you're so smart, and yeah. I just really like you. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a guy. Um, he's a friend. And that smile says something different. <laughs> no, he's a friend. And he is just, he's really, I really like that he's ambitious. I really like that he is uh, driven and he's successful. Yeah. But I also love that he loves his mother. He loves his father, even though they don't have the best, you know, he doesn't have a perfect relationship. relationship his mom recently um, passed away. But, um, there is that connection there. And I love that. And the more he talked about, intellectual things and the more I feel like I can learn from, from him. him and he felt like he's learned he can learn from me but yeah. I feel like if a man can teach me something and it's not a prideful thing like you know more than me or anything but you don't have you're not even trying to teach me anything you're just, just speaking yeah. and I'm like I want to hear what you're saying yeah. I was like I know this ain't supposed to be happening but I really like like that about him yeah. and it really turned me on about the more him, yeah. he talked about spirituality the more i'm like this is not supposed to happen like if you the more he talked about god and the more he talked about what god was to him because he's not religious but yeah. he's very you know he loves god yeah. I, I love that you're not ashamed of that you're not you're not afraid of that you stand up regardless of what you've been through regardless to how yeah. you know i love that but i think the scary part is the more in tune i become with myself the more depth I search for in anything I deal yeah, with. Yeah. So let's put y'all on the spot real quick. So first off, I want to ask a question of how can you, how do you feel like you can be better as a better girlfriend or mm -hmm. things that, things in your past, how can you be better? How do you feel like you can be better? You could have been better as a mother or as a wife. And when it comes to you, how do you feel like you could be better as a girlfriend or you could have been better as a girlfriend in previous mm -hmm. situations? Because I think a lot of times it's easy for us to say what didn't happen what didn't go right but a lot of times like Facebook take Facebook for example a lot of times you go through Facebook you read people's quotes and you read people's comments and when it's on especially when it's on relationships and even if it goes to religion and even if it goes to politics we're always pointing the finger yeah as opposed to let's just say for instance you talk about Trump mm -hmm. and you talk about what he's doing or what he hasn't done 
my question when I think about these people, well, if voting is important to you, did you vote? Mm-hmm. Did you vote local elections? Do you show up for any mm-hmm. like meetings in your area? If you didn't, it is what it is. Oh, what, what, what are you doing to actually yeah. change that situation? Yeah. Relationships. If he cheated, I always tell people, you got men who cheat because that's just who they are. And then you have men that they probably didn't walk away. Being a man, it's, it's, it's times where men cheat. Mm-hmm. They know they probably should have walked away, but they care about the person. So they stay and they try to work it out. Doesn't justify it, but it's something that they're not getting to do that. Even in friendships, if a person walks away and it's always somebody walking away, you got to look at yourself and say, not saying that you're to blame, but what am I giving off that allows people to do this? So start with you. What do you feel like you could you could could have done and could do to be a better mother? Well, first, there's no manual. There's no mm-hmm. manual in being True. a mother. There's no manual. Well, they have more manuals out there now on how to build and strengthen relationships. But um, during my time, I'm sure there were f- some out there, but where I was, I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. I wasn't seeking for that. I was deeply uh, in the church, and I thought that that was my manual. Mm-hmm. So um, in hindsight, um, when I think about what I could have done, could have been more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I got saved at an early age. I was 18. I already had one child, and I wanted to do what was right, according to what the Bible said. So therefore, um, in a couple of years, I was married and, and then had another child. And so my life was to be the best mother, to be the best wife, mm-hmm. be submissive um, to that man, be submissive to God and dedicated to the church. And so I could have been more balanced. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, um, I hate to put people out there on front street. <laughs> I'm not saying that if I had done all those things that would have kept my husband at home. No, because if you're sometimes uh, you're hello, a dog, a dog, uh, hello, this is my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because... Um, you know, people are going to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, his daddy did that, and his daddy did that. Um, that could be a generational thing. Um, maybe he was trying to fulfill some things uh, in his life that he, some needs he wouldn't wasn't getting. And so, but I feel like maybe if I could have been a little more balanced, then a little bit more focused on just the church, mm-hmm. but. Education has always been important to me because my father, you know, put that um, desire and pressured us to make sure you get an education where you can make a good life, where you can be independent because he taught me how to be independent. So maybe my sons would have had a better foundation on going to college and knowing what you want to be by the time you graduate and then not trying to figure all that out, you know, um, in the 12th grade and thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. And then you're going to change your career several times. So if I was more balanced in my life, I didn't know who I was. Getting pregnant at 18, that kind of destroyed my mind, my dreams, you know. I had aspirations. So, like uh, B. Shavery said, knowing who I am as an individual, knowing uh, my sexuality, which mm-hmm. I didn't, because my mom taught me that that was the most nasty thing in the world. You know, I wasn't like, even how? having sex. Mm-hmm. sex. Well, I wasn't even having sex. You know, I will, will go out to the basketball games and come home. She's sniffing me when I come home. I'm like, what the? Wow. You know, because in her mind, mm-hmm. I, I know now looking back, she has some emotional, mental mm. issues going on herself with that. She mm. never could birth children, had to have a hysterectomy at the age of 19. Mm. And so 
a lot of things played into that, you know. So, you know, being more balanced if I look back, you know. God in a in a in a in a in an area, my family, uh, my children, me. A lot of times, I even denied myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until after I left that church, I divorced my husband. Was I able to? And how old were you? Because I think that's important. I am fifty-five no, I'm now. Saying, how old were you? When I you was left? forty when I left. Forty-two so, when I left. So that's when I really discovered who Romania is. Yeah. What do Romania want? Mm-hmm. You know. So. And that's late in life. And not to cut you off, but I think is I think it's important to to say how old you were when you literally found or started to look at who am I? Because mm-hmm. so many times people who are married, people who are in relationships, they stay in situations out of obligation. Mm-hmm. But people change, mm-hmm. and sometimes in five or ten years, you outgrow a person, or you're different, and you may just see things differently. You know, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. Not yeah. to cut you off, but I think that's yeah, important because to say even that. even. When when I made up my mind, I'm divorcing and leaving this man. We didn't even want the same things. We didn't have the same goals in life. Mm-hmm. So it was like not so much. I didn't marry him because he was the father of my child. Because that was something I told him: don't do, don't mm-hmm. marry me just because. just because we have a child. I didn't want that. You marry me because you love me, mm-hmm. and you know, you know that was the reason. That's why it was until two years or so later that we got married. But looking at it now, I didn't know what to look for in a mate. Mm. Now I know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been, I've been divorced now 18 years, haven't remarried, but now I know. So I heard someone say, you don't know who you want till you're 30. Mm. And now I'm inclined to believe that, that you really don't know, because by 30, you kind of know who you are. Mm-hmm. You've had time to go to college and get your job, do some traveling, and you know who you are. Mm-hmm. So then you're better able to say, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need, you know, in a spouse or in a relationship, even friends. So mm-hmm. how, have you, how could you feel like you could have been a better mother just in that category? And the reason I say this is because so many times on the podcast I talk about when I started playing football in junior year and senior year, I forged the paperwork. And I forged the paperwork because mm-hmm. of my upbringing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I remember when I would talk to people about, like, I think when I when you found out I was playing football, mm-hmm. you were like, well, I don't know how you're going to get there because I don't agree with this because of church background. Mm-hmm. So when you tell these stories, a lot of people are like, that's crazy. So from your perspective, when I wanted to play football and when I wanted to do different things, I've always been different. Wear my hair different. Wanted to wear earrings mm-hmm. when I was in high school when I wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I've always marched to the beat of my own drum, mm-hmm. if you will. What do you feel like you could have been, you could have done more open-minded, be more open-minded and realize everything ain't seen if it, it wasn't in the church. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's how I was taught that, yeah. that if it wasn't in the confines of the church or the Bible, that is sin. That's of the world. Mm. But had I been able to be more open-minded and be able to discern, okay, this is, this is the Bible. This is real life. And, Sin, well, the Bible says do everything in in moderation. Mm -hmm. So he could have played football because it was a sport. Exercise, mentally it helps you. Got to keep the grades up. Yeah, I mean, so he could have been a more rounded individual also in the confines of that. But then the things that come with that. Sex, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, uh, fornication or whatever, Can I say or drinking or drugs but or hanging sex, out in the background. How much sex was actually happening in the church too, though? 
Hmm. A lot, because you know every, every winner, wanted, every yeah, winner somebody a, was a girl was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so the things that you're trying, and, and it goes so far to say the things that you're trying to keep somebody from doing, it's just like even a relationship. Like she said, and like you said, you can't keep a man or a woman from cheating. Mm-hmm. So whatever they're going to do, they're going to do anyway. You didn't want me to play football, I played anyway. But the thing about it was, had I had her support, I would have played earlier. Right. I would have got more notoriety and been seen more and possibly things could have changed when I even when I graduated and I started thinking about sports and what I wanted to do I still didn't know how mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do but how do I get to that to that point many times me and Artesia excuse me we're talking and we'll talk about things that we did growing up and certain things she'll say or she talked about magnet and charter schools and I've said that on the podcast before too I didn't know what that was mm-hmm. we wasn't exposed to any of those things we didn't know that we could be more than we were because of exposure mm-hmm. so pitching the question to you what do you think you could have done differently to be a better girlfriend or you don't have any kids i mean you have you ever been married yes okay you were married mm-hmm. so what do you think you could do, you could have done to be a better wife or a better girlfriend in past relationships going um, forward? actually don't tell me you're perfect not perfect. I'm messing with you. But Close to. I'm pretty amazing. No, I'm just I'm, I, I grew up, and I'm so blessed because I had my grandparents on both sides, my mm-hmm. great-grandparents on both sides, my parents. My dad's family, very strict Church of Christ growing up. And I never liked going to church with them because I did not like the no music. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked music. Yeah. So my grandmother, Baptist. Uh, my mother went to Catholic school. So... I remember talking to my grandmother and she but she was never in church like every single day. She yeah. just she go and to this day I do the same thing she does. She would stay in the bathroom for hours every day and I'd be like, Why does she do that? And now every day when I get home I have to go to the restroom. I don't know why yeah. I be in there hours. I just it that's my time. It's, prayer. You know? that's your it's just my yeah, it's okay. comforting. No I matter just, where I move, no matter where I am, that is I have to be in there yeah. in a couple hours. Yeah. But um my grand, I've always been a very free, like, spirited child. Yeah. I've always, I'm the oldest, but I've always been, my grandmother always said, if you're going to get in trouble for something, you better get in trouble for something you did because you chose to do it, not because anyone leered mm. you into doing it. Yeah. So I've always had my own mind. I didn't make the best decisions, but I've always owned my part in anything because I felt like if I'm getting in trouble, at least I'm getting in trouble for what I did. did. So I took that growing up in life. And even though there were roads that I probably, you know, shouldn't have went went down or whatever, I don't regret anything because I did it and I learned so much from it. In relationships for my my ex-husband, we're actually, he's like one of my best friends, but... We were young. We've been together. That was my first boyfriend. I've only had three relationships my my entire life. All of them have been long-term. We did. We lost two children. He went to jail. I lost my father. It was just a lot of different things. Um, What I could have done differently in that relationship, I I don't know. Because the only thing I could say is um, not coddle him. Like, not... I'm very protective of of the things we've experienced and things that he's um, confided in me about. Yeah. And had I not been so uh, protective of those things, maybe he would have saw things earlier on yeah. and not made certain decisions, but I cannot put that on me. Yeah. That's not my responsibility yeah. with my second relationship. I knew that wasn't... That was just, you know, whatever. But the last relationship... Um, that just ended in October of last year, that was very difficult for me because we were such good friends. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we were open, you know, um, communication was great. He's military. 
and there's a different life um what I could have done, I mean, I worked, I, he didn't, I never asked him for anything. I made sure I did more than my part beyond my part. And I think for men, um, especially military men, but men period, yeah. when you have a woman that's so strong and so self-efficient, it can make you feel mm -hmm. like you're not man enough. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps me being more, um, letting him lead more would have made him feel more confident in, his capabilities to be the man I need. Mm -hmm. I, he, I don't think he felt like he was man enough to be with me because of how... Do you feel he was capable of leading? Yes, okay. but... But I am a person... When I know that you're already going through a lot of things, I'm not going to put whatever I'm going through on you. I'll go get another job. I'll go... I'll, I think with not without considering... How me getting another job is gonna affect you? Affect you yeah. How um, me paying all the stuff up and you not having any, you don't have anything to do. Like you feel like there is no place for me here yeah. because you've got it all under control. control yeah. And you thought you were helping. Yeah, I thought I'm helping because I'm keeping it off for you. Was it a conversation y'all had before? You start before you, I think you've told me this before. We did have a conversation, okay. but it wasn't in depth as it was after we broke up. Broke up yeah, and that's only because. I'm very in tune. I'm. I don't look at him like um, you, Captain Saver. You can't yeah. save me. You yeah. can't fix everything. But I want you to be able to talk to me. And I asked him why couldn't you come to me and say that you felt like this? And he was like because he didn't want me to feel like I was being too much as a woman. Well, yeah. But it was more so of his own. He never had a woman to do those things. He Every woman he'd been with yeah. was depending upon him and but, i think it's important to know that you can't fix everything yeah you know, i'm I, a fixer I, but. And, and that's what i was going to say a lot of times Artesia is a fixer and i've been with other women that's a fixer and a lot of black women and women because period. we're nurturers right at, at the core nurturers. who we are very true and mm -hmm. but we have to learn you got there are boundaries yeah. with that because even when i've talked to my mom before and i've even like i've called her about things that have happened in my life when some of the roughest, roughest points in my life and I think the last, you've done a good job since then, but it was a, a continued period of time to where when I would call her and tell her something, she would try to figure it out mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. try to figure out what she could do. And I'm like, I don't need you to fix it. I'm just literally here to bounce this off of you, take it off my plate, like far as a feeling, a heavy feeling, and just break bread to where it's like, if I let it out and you hear me, mm -hmm. it's just about hearing. Some, so many times in relationships, women and men, they just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not about giving an answer. It's just about, but let me say this. And if you feel like I'm wrong, you say I'm wrong. If you feel like I'm headed in the right directions, mm -hmm. let me know I'm headed in the right direction. But to try to fix it. I don't need you to fix it. I feel like if you listen enough to the person, you'll know when they want you to help fix it. And I think you'll know when it's just, they're just ranting or they're just venting. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? There's been times that she's called me and she'll talk 20 minutes as soon as I answer the phone. And when I get off, she'll be like, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. That's all you need sometimes. And I think it takes pressure off the woman to feel like you don't have to fix everything. Like it does. sometimes women just want us to listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, because women are nurturing, they listen and then they go to fix. It's just like if your kid comes home and he, you know, he runs in the house, he hurt his knee. You ask him what's wrong and then you fix it. Right. A black, a, a, a man gonna be like, what happened? He gonna tell me, all right, go on, boy, go do. You know what? Sometimes it don't need to be fixed. It just needs, you know, be uh, acknowledge my presence, acknowledge mm -hmm. what I said to you, 
That's it. And it's that simple sometimes, but it's not that simple for women. It's not that simple because but, we know that you got this heavy thing on you. We see it in your face. But let me tell if you right we're now, listening, though. this is this is what this is what one uh, my ex told me and, and my guy friend told me. He said that there's nothing wrong with how I am. The problem is when you're when you grow up and you're not used to being vulnerable yeah. and you're not you're not in a place of where being vulnerable is your normal. Accepted. You get with a woman who makes it so easy for you to be that and you feel so exposed. You feel so like it makes you feel weak because you you really are open. You really are, Mm -hmm. you know, you do have this safe ground to be vulnerable, but it's something you're not used to. So you run from it. You know how many times I didn't say something and look back and be like, shit. And that's why they always end up like I asked, why did you why do you come it took me saying, I don't want to be back in a relationship with you only because once I've been hurt like that, I can't go yeah, back and forth. But back. the closure didn't come from him. It yeah. came from me just letting go. Letting but him. at the end of the day, I had to take accountability for my part. What mm. did I do in this, in this yeah, relationship? Exactly. I felt like I did nothing originally, yeah. but when I look at how I am a natural, that's something I got from my father. I'm very protective. Yeah. I'm very nurturing. I'm very, make sure that you have a vulnerable place to come and hide if you need to. Mm. Um, Sometimes, I mean, that's what men want. They say they don't know, but they don't know. <laughs> and then when it's there, they yeah. don't know what we, to do. We want what partner? You, you want to be vulnerable. That. You yeah. don't always want to be. You uh, want that safe Superman. place. Yeah. yeah. You want that place to where you can go and just let it all go and, and feel like you're safe there. But then when you feel too safe or you feel too vulnerable, it makes you feel too exposed and yeah. you run and, and you get afraid. I've and, never ran from it, but I think I do agree. Like as a man, when you, when you say things, I've only been real, like a hundred percent vulnerable, probably maybe once or twice mm-hmm. in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I even tell Ortiz, I'm like, I can't wait to get back into therapy because I feel like there are certain things that if I say them, no matter how I say it, nobody's going to understand me. You know what I'm saying? And I've even had conversations with my mom and I'll tell her something and she don't have an answer for it. She'll just be like, I pray about it. You have to let go of the, the idea of being understood because... Okay. No one is ever going to understand you the way you understand yourself. So what do you do? You accept that I'm not going to be understood, and that's okay. I, every time I start any conversations or any time mm-hmm. I'm talking to anybody who thinks they're interested in Brandy, I tell them, I'm not here for you to understand me. I'm not trying to totally understand you. I'm trying to accept and understand your evolution. I don't have to know the outcome of what it's going to be. I'm not attached to the outcome of what I think it should be. Talking about the relationship. Anything, okay. you know, Individual, being yeah. connected to something, loving something, mm-hmm. wanting, that's one thing. But our hurt comes from us having an expectation of what it should look like when it's done. Mm-hmm. Having a finality at the end of it holds us back and it hurts us because things are not the way we always see them and nor are they what we feel sometimes there are things i'm feeling i cannot put into words but we do have but everybody i feel has expectations which means at some point it's it's, i feel like it's okay to have an expectation and i feel like it's impossible to not be let down because not to be funny like as my mother you know what i'm saying like if i come to her about something it may not even be for her to solve it, but I have an expectation that's different from other people mm. because it's my mother. I have an expectation for my girlfriend because it's my girlfriend. But she has an expectation for me. The thing is, they're human. Oh, this yeah, is course. what we what we forget that 
um, how we see things ending or how we see somebody responding or how we think someone should receive what we're saying or doing is not how they necessarily are processing it because yeah. it's based on our perspective. It's based on our experience. It's based on what we feel and see in that moment as Man, you well. You said something interesting. You said, uh, the expectations of how it's supposed to end up or finish. Yeah, that's, I've never even had that. We don't think we do, but we do. Yeah, like, we all do. The disappointment yeah. in my relationship, the reason I couldn't let go of us when we broke up was because I had an expectation of what I thought it was going to be at the end, where I thought we were going. We had plans of this is where we were going to end up. This is this was supposed to happen. We were supposed to get married. We were supposed to do this. We yeah. were supposed to do that I'm because you feel like you've been in a relationship with someone so, so yeah. long. When I let go of the expectation of what I assumed the attachment should have been, been yeah. then I could just heal from it because I am I'm connected to you. I love you. That's one thing, but I can't control what happens after oh, no. I accept that I'm connected to you. I when I let go of that attachment and that expectation that's at the end of that and yeah. realize that I have no control after I put out whatever I say. If I tell you I love you, what you do with that? I have no control over. So I can't control your thoughts. I can't control what you're doing. And I can't take the responsibility of you making certain decisions and choices because they're not mine. And that helped me heal because I was so stuck on, and and I've always been that way. Like, okay, well, these are my goals. These are my plans. It has to start from this way. It has to end this way. If we're going to be together, this is how it has to end up. That ain't how it goes Mm -hmm. unless you're not (laughs) growing. I literally... And, and and not to be funny, the reason I can say that is because, not to be funny, none of my relationships have gotten close to marriage. And the one time that I've even said, and I think I've said this on the podcast, that I did propose to the one girl, it really was just like a last minute thing, ditch effort. Like, I felt like I wanted to, but I was like 25. I didn't know what I wanted. It was more so being used to this thing. But I've literally never got with a girl and been like, even after a year or two, like, Marriages down the line. Well, yeah, not with just relationships, but where do you think heartbreak comes from? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's an expectation, but right. I, but what I'm saying is, I've never had a final expectation of what a situation is to be. Why is that? Well, yeah, because you, that's have. a goal. What do you think goals? You don't have are? goals. Yeah, I got goals, personal oh. goals, but like, I, I I just don't relationships. I mean, because people can let you down. I think it was a movie that's, I saw where there it is right there. That's what I'm there, there it is right but there. That's why because of the letdown. Well, that's it. Well, see, that's your expectation exactly. because everybody's going to. But no, no one's going <laughs> to let you, you got down that if you don't have an expectation of how they should be. You expect you expect expecting that when you're expecting a person to treat you the same. When people say things like um regardless if it's a relationship a friendship yeah. or well, a job expect reciprocity that's it what why do you why okay everyone except expects reciprocity right some people don't even know but you expect means. it to be a certain way and it you may not come back the exactly way you, that yeah. you want. so because it doesn't come back how you think yeah. it should come back no i agree with that we are disappointed yeah i just but don't have a final expectation is what i'm thinking yeah it marriage. don't have to be final but i think i have to it's one of those things kind of like you said when somebody wants to get married or whatever like you want them to be with you because they want to be with you not because of something that not only just because of what they have but they care enough about you like me right. i've never literally i can't literally say i've been in a situation where i'm like marriage is the end all be all and i know this i is never I want. wanted to be married i never wanted yeah. children i never i always felt like i was gonna be um a woman traveling the world and just this you know 
free spirited bird everywhere but <laughs> you you have to be honest with yourself the more i learned about myself and yeah. the more i grow into myself i understand that there are things that i want there there is a commitment that i want there Every one of my relationships, we are still, we are very close and we're very cool and very, uh, we're great friends now. Mm -hmm. And they can tell me the things that, you know, they love about me. But every one of those relationships didn't work any further because I stopped them. Because... I was disappointed. I was let down. There are some, there, my last relationship probably could have worked had I not been so attached to what I expected from him yeah. as a, as a man on the outcome. I expected you because I'm loyal yeah. because I don't cheat or because I am a communicator. I expect you to be that way because that's how I am. Did he tell you anything that he felt like you could have done better for him not to step outside a relationship? He, he says, no, because he never admitted to actually stepping outside stepping out. of the relationship. And one thing that he wanted me to understand was it wasn't me that caused him to do anything. It was the only thing he could say that made him feel weak was the fact that I took it up on myself to do everything. Yeah. And I, it, it sort of demasculates you. And instead of him accepting and, and realizing that, okay, look, this, I'm vulnerable. This is okay to be vulnerable. I can trust her. Mm-hmm. When you are taught dif- differently, whether it be a relationship with your mother, whether it be a relationship with your family, yeah. you can't trust anybody. And you find this one person that you feel like you, you can, can, it's scary. So I, I had to realize it's not my fault. Like, I'm not going to own your cheat. I'm not going to own your dishonesty. I'm not going to own whatever you did outside of us because I didn't do it. And if you can't come and talk about it, if you can't find a safe ground when you know this is where I'm, I'm not judging you. I How never judge you. See, and I guess I look at it from a perspective of this. I feel like listening to you, mm-hmm. not saying that you have fault. But I feel like everybody has fault. We all do, and but I, I am feel like listening. Very... And I'm listening to what you say about him. First of all, as a guy coming from a guy, it's like okay, he didn't never say I cheated, mm-hmm. and then with you, he never really gave you anything that you could have done better. Not to be funny, those Only... two, in my opinion, from mm-hmm. a man's perspective, those two things go hand in hand because it's almost like as a man, you're depending on what kind of man you are, you're willing to say, you're willing not to say I didn't cheat. Which means if he doesn't say he cheated, he doesn't have to open up of why he cheat about why he cheated. No, you and cheat because you choose to cheat. I don't. I'm not going choose, to. Well, I'm not going to say because I worked so much that you went outside this house. I'm not because if it was flipped and it was me who did that, it wouldn't have been acceptable to you. No, it's not. So gonna be I'm not owning that. But I'm not going to take say. on your decision to cheat. I'm not going to take on your decision to make any decision that you made that you know could have affected our relationship. True. But let me say this. I'm not owning it. With you, when dad cheated, like me, I think me and you talked and I said, you're not the reason he cheated. But when we've talked, you were like, I could have paid more attention. Kind of like you said before, but it doesn't negate he did this exactly. and why he did it. Because I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah, no. yeah, true, true. But just because it may not have mattered, it doesn't mean that there's something you could have done better to help the situation. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. But, then, said, but the other thing of that is, too, when we were talking about sex earlier, mm-hmm. he was experienced. I was a virgin. Yeah. He wasn't willing to teach. Yeah. And so different people have different sexual appetites. True, true. And so therefore he may have more of a sexual appetite. And so instead of him taking the time to teach and to or be honest show enough to me say that it's not what he likes or 
Cause I know I know what, what I liked or yeah. who I was sexually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so <laughs> there's a whole other story for not to have with your son. But but at the but at the same but at the same token, to answer what you were saying, it possibly could have made a difference. But but it's a twofold thing. It's something he should have done too because we never had that conversation about what you like sexually. You know. We didn't have that and I think because you were ignorant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He Something wasn't taught that. Yeah. Build back to that thing about the old adage in the black family: you don't things you just don't talk about. Talk about you about just about. go around here and you just do whatever you're gonna do. And you don't ever talk about it. Mm-hmm. Were you satisfied? How you like that? Well, how you like that? Then I'm lying. Oh yeah, who we? Wow. And, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So yeah. no conversation, no communication. No communication. That's yeah, why that's I'm important. a big proponent now of communication. What are we talking Let's about? Talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned that. I watch me in actions. Yeah. You that's why it's nothing you need to tell me about you stepping out because I know I'm watching you. I feel the difference. The difference. However, exactly. I'm not the cheat isn't what broke us up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't the cheat. It was the fact that you don't communicate. You don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I felt like I've given everything I can give to you. I've done everything I can do. I've been the best one. I've been a better woman to you than you've ever experienced in your life. Not because I'm just, you know, the best of everything, but because I put everything I had into this relationship. You know you did. And if you, if that ain't good enough for you, then go find better. And I wish you nothing but the best. Like, I'm honestly, we are really, really good good where we are like i don't want to be with you not because you're not a great man i'm so blessed that i've never every man i've had a relationship with to the core of them they're great men they just got growing in evolution to do that i've i'm just not going to tolerate certain things because i'm not going to diminish who i am as a woman i don't just accept anything so i feel like if i give you something and I give you parts of me, then I'm owed that in the minimum. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to be exactly how I do it. Like, I make his love. I'm a quality time. I'm not really touchy-feely. I'm cool with affection, but I'm worthy of affirmation. Yeah. If he's a gift person, which he wasn't, but he was action, he wants to go wash my car, I can wash my own car. In those sense of things, letting him do that mm-hmm. would have made him feel like, I understand he loves me. Right. Well, I'm needing you to say is I love you. I don't need you to go wash in my car. I can do that. But it's the it's understanding how other people express that they care for you. It's five, it's is understanding. That, is it like the five love languages? Yeah, the five love languages. You have to understand how a person gives and receives. So love. did you ever let him start washing your car? Or doing the things he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean he did it through the whole relationship, but okay. that still was he would do that, and I'm still like, look, you still missing, you're still out on missing what you... but I had to after the relationship ended and I actually let it go. I was able to look back and say, okay, that was his way of showing that he does love me and that he cares. I understand, but I, you know, it's just about again being attached to what you think something should be. I'm not. I have to. I had to let go of my expectation of mm-hmm. the results. I cannot control the results. What energy I put out, what I pray about, I work towards and I pray for the best. Whatever happens after that, I can't that's what causes stress and so anxiety if you, if you're and fear. To change, and, what if it's a guy who comes in and everything that you're saying that you feel like you like say for instance you say you're not really a touchy feely person. 
can you adapt to being that if a guy I'm not against that? it. Like, I'm not okay. anti-touchy feeling, okay, but I'm not finna be like, <laughs> walking in front of you, touching all of no, 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 no. I'm not with that. Like, yeah. I'm very, I ain't finna do it. But I'm not anti-anything when it comes to a relationship yeah. that is not taken away from who I am as a woman to my core. I'm not going to be degraded and disrespected just to have a piece of a man or a piece of a relationship. That's not, I'll be by myself. I'm good. But at the end of the day, it's being confident in who you are. Mm -hmm. I really believe whoever is supposed to be for me is going to match that. They're not going to be perfect, but they're going to understand this is just how she is. She's growing, she's evolving, Mm -hmm. but this is just how she is. She's a hard worker. She's she's tunnel vision. If something's wrong, don't go tell her something wrong. Don't go around her because I'm going to feel something's wrong Mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to fix it I'm not I've I've learned to not be overbearing with my worry because I worry Mm -hmm. I'll text and I'll be like hey are you sure you're okay even though I feel like something's wrong I'm learning to not do that let let everything go but (laughs) but what I but what I yeah they do (laughs) yeah they do because my brother my brother 98% of the time when I say that I feel something is wrong it's a thin line between insecurity and intuition, but I'm not Very an insecure thin. It's person. Like paper thin. I'm not insecure, especially not about no, like I, I don't want your problems if I ain't gotta have them. So <laughs> I, I'm okay. So, no, problem. no. If I feel like something's wrong, if I'm the problem is so many people feel like you're not your vibe may be off because so many people don't pay attention. Yeah. So many people are not into the substance of people. It's only surface. So if you tell me out your mouth you're okay, people are gonna be like, all right, he cool. Not knowing that something's really wrong. If you look at somebody in the eyes, oh, yeah. if you're actually feeling their energy and you're seeing the movements, you know something ain't right. But it's about even if I know that you're not being honest about what's wrong and you tell me something's wrong, even yeah. though I feel like it, you're not honest, I step back and let you feel comfortable enough. I've opened the door. You know that you can come and talk to me, but don't pressure you into doing it. I did that with my brother, and then he was like, why you didn't ask me why you knew something was wrong? Why you didn't say nothing? Because like, you don't know what you want. You don't know. Yeah, y'all don't even know what you want. You just, you're used to me being away, and then when I'm not that way, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why you ain't... It's about giving people their space. I don't want to be overbearing, but this is who I am. I'm a natural, nurturing person. person yeah. And the very thing that men are afraid of is the mm-hmm. very thing that gravitates them toward me. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault that you get caught up and it makes you scared. It's not, I'm not going to own think that for you. I've never really even looked at a woman like that. Like, I don't know. Like I just, what? I guess the way you're saying, like the, the men that you're describing, yeah. like when I hear people talk about men, I'll, I, of course you, you do a compare and contrast as of who you are. I'm just not like when I hear people be like, I'm trying to think of like a, a phrase that you've said, like just being insecure about you working, like not to be funny. No, not working. to work. It's well, I'm just saying work. get more money to take care of yourself type thing. It ain't the money. So, it's the fact that if a bill is due, <laughs> I'm going out here getting more de- more be- more jobs just because this is how I am. I'm yeah. a hardworking person. But if I don't tell you that bill is due and I pay that bill and then you find out that the bill was due, he feels like I should have let him in. I should have told him. I should have um, allowed, him. allowed him the opportunity to say either I have it or I don't I'd or like, I'm going to come up dinner. with it. You know, it's not it, when you're in a partnership with somebody, it is it is definitely it's not 50 50 because some days I'm, I don't feel like yeah, giving anything, but it is definitely a partnership. Yeah. 
if I'm gonna take on all of this by myself, then I have to be by myself. This is y'all, and this is a living together situation. Paying a bit, it was right? living together. Okay. It was even before we were living together. Yeah. There was a time where maybe I needed something, and I didn't ask him for it. Yeah. I just go do what I have to do to make sure it's done. And I he's like, have a "Problem with that?" But you would if it feels like you are never being able to show being this a man, especially everything. when you're in a position where a man are supposed to be the head. They're supposed to provide. They're supposed to protect. They're supposed to be your go-to. And if I never go to you, then you feel like your duties as a man are not, you don't, what is your purpose? Financially? Anyway, like, I just well, I don't, emotionally, yeah. emotionally, if I'm going to somebody I mean, else and not talking to you really. about something that's bothering me, it bothered you. It, that was even with my, my yeah. ex-husband. It was like, and he told me, he, he called me this morning and he was like, you know, my only problem with you was you never, you always, when something goes wrong, you go recluse and you try to figure things out on your own. And then after it's over and done, that's when you come and tell me what happened. I don't like that. It bothers me. And I'm like, uh, you know, I never thought of it that way because that's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. Not only me, but it's just how it's just how I've always been from a kid up. I've always, because I'm the oldest child, it's a fixer. You make sure things don't happen to prevent stuff from happening. When it happens, you fix it. So I'm not going to sit and cry about it. I'm not going to sit and moan about it. I'm not going to wait for you to figure it out. It's my problem. I'm going to fix it. As a man in a relationship, when you are taught that you are supposed to be the person that this person can depend on and you're not being depended on, it makes you feel Weak. It makes you feel like you you don't have a purpose in a relationship. It ain't just sex. It I just ain't feel just... like that ain't never. I, I've never felt that way. Well, I've never had a man in my life to where I felt like <laughs> <laughs> that I could even unleash in, my feelings or or go and talk to them and they not feel like, oh, I really don't want to hear that. You know, can't oh, you yeah. take care of that? I've, so I've always had to be yeah. strong and and handle it. And I'm at the point now. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm I think tired because of from being the, the woman to take care of everything. I, yes. I, I would like to woosah, you know, mm-hmm. or if I have something going on at work that I could talk to you about and you understand. But mm-hmm. I have my girlfriends, thank God, yeah. and um, my sister cousins so that I can, you know, do that on. But And I haven't been in many relationships, maybe three my own mm-hmm. self, and I'm 55. Yeah, But in those three, I... I couldn't. I could only so much, you know, because either they were too fragile, you know, and 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 but see, that's, and I, I, I didn't feel like they could or they even wanted to. They mm-hmm. never came. You know what's going on? You ain't. The number one reason why I'm still not the number one reason, but one of the top three reasons I'm still with Artesia is because she can take care of herself. That period. That's why I say it doesn't bother. Like so is that the independent woman that I hear men always talking about? They I love want an independent, independent woman. That's what they say they love. Yeah. But, uh, but then they honest, don't. They really don't. I'm as independent Artesia. as go. <laughs> I love it. I'm so independent. Okay. I love it. And like they when she appreciate it. But eventually, when you realize that with that. you or without you, it's gonna be done. You try to figure out what your place is. Mm-hmm. And any at any point, if you don't, then you got to reevaluate because why would you not? Like, 
that means if you if you she don't so, need me she don't need me financially and I don't need her financially financially may not be the reason she needs you well, but I, it could I, be emotionally yeah, it could true, be true. it could be that there are things that she's feeling or need to say that she needs to be able to tell you but doesn't tell you because of how she your perceives you're going to react to it like so many times men think the independent oh you independent you good you got it but inside we got so many things going on that's right well, that we absolutely that. need an outlet we from saying my mom I feel like from seeing my mom grow up and be that independent that's why I say like I know it's bigger than that I know that women still need things outside of financial but yeah. for me personally financially I've never been insecure about a woman making more being able to do I've never had no one insecure yeah. about that either but the problem that's is not, that's not independent is only surface financial yeah. is what it has been independent it is what it looks like you look like you an independent person if you can pay your bills okay. or if you got a job or if you don't need a man to take care of you that's what it looks like you're independent mm -hmm. there is no real thing as being completely 100% independent mm -hmm. because well, we all need something that's right. to be able to release independence that's on. why I hate self made the, when people say I'm self made and you're not it's like no, you're not, not self-made no, ever and i i'm okay with being look yeah. i need release right. I, if it wasn't for my friends my th going through all the stuff and i have really good guy friends yeah. that are really just guy friends and i feel like they are very intricate part of my life because it helps me balance that male mentality mm -hmm. And my femininity, like, can I find one of them? Where you find them? I've been blessed to have them years, <laughs> like from like 15, 16 years old, and then David. Me and him been friends since 2011, but we have such a like I could tell him anything. Get you a gay friend, man. Yeah, no, he not gay. None of them gay. Well, one of them, but all of them, all of them are the like, ones. no, all of, no. It's, these are masculine men. These I'm are just, men who like. I'm not saying they not. I'm just saying in my opinion, because we giving opinions. I don't. Uh, all gay men ain't ain't. Uh uh. They do too just much. the ones I know. <laughs> Like it I can't. I got, I got a friend is. that that is, and he's just regular. But I look all that extra. I don't <laughs> like that from a woman. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that from no see. man. Yeah. And you know, no, I'm good. But um, it's about balance. And and if anything, I could say is being a woman who knows how to trust a man to lead. Mm -hmm. I just right. I feel like if we partners. I'm not supposed to put my heavy burdens on you. I don't care if it's me getting groceries out the car. I would get fussed at, you know, we have arguments because I go to the store, I got all the bags, I don't call you to tell you I'm pulling in to get get the bag. Mm -hmm. Why I need to call you for I'm when I just pulled into the car, into the carport, I'ma just take the bags up the stairs. Like, no, that's not the point. Okay that I have to understand because it's not that I can't do it. It's mm -hmm. just allowing somebody to mm -hmm. do it. To do it for you. Because they feel like this is what I'm here for. Right. This is something that I can contribute. And that's why and I And they mean, don't want the neighbor or the whoever to, to perceive them as <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, I don't care nothing about Financially that. at dinners is when I do that part. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think I've told you and I've even said with her like now if we go to a restaurant and it's like a get together or a party I'm more prone to be like, I got this. You wow. know what I'm saying? But like anything, just, just take Do you have a problem with women paying? No, I don't. I would actually wish they would pay for bigger bills. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them paying. I'm, I'm used to paying. So it's like when she says, Hey, I got it. It depends for me. It more so depends on the setting. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we're out on a nice dinner and we're doing something. I more so say, Hey, let me do it. And it is. And I've done that before more so because it's what is the public perception? But, it, but but it's just a man thing but as far Ego. as like but as far as allowing her to I don't mind her paying for stuff or doing stuff she does stuff for me now that I can't do for myself at times you know what I'm saying and vice versa if she needs me she can call me but it's more like far as that goes like 
I'm only like that in public when it's like, like I say, we had a white establishment eating and it's an expensive place. I'm like, I'll get this. You get the next one. I think if we stop caring so much about Perception. what people, that's what holds a lot of men back. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, like you said, Women what makes too. a man cheat? What makes a man cheat is ego. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to well, feel like want. this woman makes me feel like, you know, I'm well, a man. That's, that's for some men. But Sometimes I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, I feel like no matter what the situation, you made a decision. You that's cheated because right. you want to. That's what I don't care what the reason behind right. you give, that's your it. justification, it don't yeah. matter. You want to. Yeah. I think but, it's more so want than ego. But at the end of the day, we all have wants. We all have things that we want to fulfill and need. But I don't care. I, I Maybe it's that 30 thing, you know. When mm-hmm. I, but I've always been, I don't care what you think. Sometimes that would, you know, my mom never restricted me from that. My mm-hmm. grandmother always, you know, be yourself mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i am at a place where i really don't care what folks think because people on the outside are judging you when they got their own issues oh, going yes, on in their own self you 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 looking at him crazy because i'm paying you should you should want to pay most it's, of the folk that that not paying for stuff is because they can't exactly you true. you go out to these restaurants these corporate people <laughs> their wives are staying home they ain't got their own money mm-hmm. they don't have their own mm-hmm. anything if yeah. he was to up and leave <laughs> so is everything else your livelihood is gone so right. at the end of the day it's about Owning who you are, knowing what you want in a relationship, and actually being okay with the evolution of that and not trying to pinpoint where we think the destination is. Happiness is not a destination. That is a journey. That is for the rest of your life. Like, you never... I had goals of where I am at this age and I've gotten them and what do I do? Want to set new goals. Like, it's never... You're never Never going to be satisfied. You know, it's about... Still evolving. Yeah, like, keep... Be fall in love with the journey of evolution. Mm-hmm. If you with somebody, accept that this is not how they're gonna be for the rest of their life. Very but the true. problem is, we don't fall in love with the core of people. Mm-hmm. We fall in love with what it looked like on the outside. And then when you get in deep, you be like, "Oh, this Ooh. person changed. Ooh. They really didn't change. They were who they were. They were who they you were. Couldn't see it you the, couldn't see it. The forest for the trees. Exactly. <laughs> you have to look deeper than what it appears to be. And a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. But then they do that because then they judge it on what they expect again. Right. This is what I envisioned right. or I thought or mm-hmm. I wanted. And, mm-hmm. and when is it? And is it gonna come? Yeah. Is it tomorrow? Is it next year? Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody else. Maybe I need to try this. Right. You, you know gotta what? marry see, me at, because you, my my family or my friends, everybody getting married or we've been together mm-hmm. a long time. Right. People looking at us like I don't give a crap no, what folks look like. About. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care. Why you ain't got no kids? Because I don't want them right now. I ain't ready for them right now. Like yeah. I, I read a post where a girl said, if a woman is over thirty and she's never been married or she's never had children and something's wrong with her. Wait a minute. This coming from a woman? So I politely said that's cute, but you are so out of touch. Mm-hmm. That is not the reason. People, when you own who you are and you know what you want out of life and you know that you are a constant evolving person, you don't have to fit into the standards of what mm-hmm. people think mm-hmm. you should do. It's life. You know, yeah. you live life. At the end of the day, you got two days guaranteed to you. That's the day you're born and the day you die. That's right. Everybody gonna talk about you. They gonna talk about you when you're born. They gonna talk about you when you die. As a matter of fact, your eulogy is not your words. It's somebody Mm -hmm. else's. So they're gonna be talking about you. In the time between, live your life. Do what makes you happy. Like, I don't care what people say. Save it for my eulogy. At the end of the day, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm going to be content with what I chose to do and be for myself. And 
I'm so grateful that I put in good work in these relationships. That there's no bitterness. There's right. no anger. It was me cutting them off because I need time and space to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't hate any of them. I'll do anything for them. I'm not going to be back in a relationship with them. Yeah. But I am here for you because I genuinely care. When I love you, I don't unlove anybody. Yeah. I'm not in love with you. I just unconditionally love you from a distance. But I am... I, I love you, you know, like I think if more people interacted with more pure people that they, they'll have a better, you know, understanding and respect for the relationship and commitment. and commitment. It's just, you know, so I know you don't have a handle for us to say, give it out on social media. <laughs> she might don't like do that. it like she that. No she just might surprise. I do have a Facebook page. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Come back on the podcast. Yes. But before we uh before we go. You can hit me up on rollrobber sixty one at gmail.com. Mm. Email, what? baby. For what? Email for relationship that's so, that's advice. So, that's so nineteen ninety five. No, that's not. Hit me up on the email. Well, Facebook then. What you wanna do? I got Facebook. Instagram. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> you didn't even so know. So where can they find you at on Facebook? So we're gonna leave it on that. Yvette one. Roberts. Okay, and where can they find you on social media? I am B. Mashavery at Instagram, and I am B. Mashavery on Facebook. Oh, you got anything coming up? Lately? Oh, I am B. Mashavery.com, the website. You got anything coming up, like any uh, panels or anything? I just did a speaking engagement yesterday um, in Austin. Yeah. I have... No, this is my birthday week, so it's just Nothing me. Nothing this week. Um, just tomorrow, the hip hop. I gotta shout them, shout them yeah, out because they so they so dope. Um, the hip hop book club, you know, tomorrow on Josie at yeah. Josie Records. And they just had an article six thirty. Uh, the source. They were featured in the source. They are so dope, and yeah. I I I am going to that. Um, but right now I'm just you know I'm loving That's myself tomorrow. What and time living. Six thirty at Josie Records, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like two hours. There. I've never been, they go. But I try to go. You should go. It's so cool. They're talking about Kanye's album, The College Dropout. There's probably going to be so, mis- so much misunderstanding. Kanye is the most misunderstood person. Well, I think the people that talk about it, they really understand the, the genius behind the mind of an artist. Like I am into like artistry. Yeah. I'm into everything. The complexities. Like I love that because it shows the inner the honesty of a person, you know, I'll probably the go check it out to see what you should. About. It's really cool. I like to see how people think. Normally, mm-hmm. I just try to sit back and just be like, No, let me see what they say. You and should. then I'll chime in. You need to go see. Yeah, it will be go good. It well, y'all can find us at uh, www.therealityis. Uh, I have something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, y'all be doing her like that. What are you that. doing? What you got going on? <laughs> July the 27th through the 30th at the Dallas Marriott, the National Association of Rehab Minority Counselors. Mm-hmm. So I'm a rehab counselor, so there's going to be a conference that's going to be held July the 27th through the 30th. If you're minority, whether you're black or Asian or whatever, we're going to be having a conference there for rehab counselors. Do they so, Come check it out. <laughs> well, do they got to pay? I mean, people going to want to know. Do they got to pay or is it free? No, it's not free. It's a registration. Where can um, they register? See the questions I'm asking? NAMRC.org. Okay. NAMRC.org. And they can RSVP and get tickets there. <laughs> yes. Okay. See, that was important. See how important that and was? And I had it. Okay. <laughs> so you say. 
So again, you can follow us at therealityis.com. You can go to www.therealityis.com if you want to be on the podcast or you want us to discuss a topic, hit us up at info at therealityis.com. You can follow me on social media at Anthony Roberts or Sir Robert Poe on Instagram. And again, it's T-H-A, The Reality Is, on Facebook, Instagram, Anchor, Twitter, and all social media backgrounds. As always, man, thank you for uh, for coming out, Brandy. Thank you for coming out, Mom. Go ahead. That one more thing. Mm-hmm. We were talking about relationships, mm-hmm. and we were talking about, you know, the needs of, you know, people in a relationship. How important is it, do you think, for men to be involved in self-care? And what is it that you would say a man needs to do to practice self-care? Are we talking mental self-care or just mind self-care? and body? Period. I mean, for me, mentally, it's more so... I like to read. I like to write poetry. And I'm a creator, so I like to create. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of takes my mind somewhere else. As far as physically, as simple as working out and eating better. Mm-hmm. And I think having sex and having a healthy sexual <laughs> lifestyle, if you're in a relationship or if you're single, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Men are different, so we require different things. Emotionally, I mean... See what I mean? You don't even know. Yeah, because... Well, I do know, it's okay. a, but it's more of a feeling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Emotion, you could say... Honestly, for me, emotion is just how I connect with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would prefer emotionally to be around more fresh thinkers, free thinkers, people who are in tune with themselves. How do I get to a place emotionally? Being by myself. I like being by myself. Being by myself gives me clarity. I mean, like, even with her, like, she'll come over here. If she's here four days in a row, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll see you on this date. Because for me, it's imperative that I have time to myself to be able to say, this is why I feel the way I feel, how I feel. Because sometimes if you're going through something and somebody's in your space, even if you, if I'm married and mm-hmm. I lived with a woman, that's why uh, men cave, man caves are so important. Mm-hmm. To be able to just have that alone time. Alone time allows you to self-reflect. It allows you to look at other people. And then, honestly, when I'm by myself, I'm literally able to emotionally evaluate myself and say, I could do better. I could have done better. I'm doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of times I feel like we're in situations or relationships or even friendships mm-hmm. where we're trying to figure out why is it like this. But if you're in a relationship and you're with this person and you never take time to yourself, sometimes you can't get that clarity because, you, like you said, you're carrying the somebody noise. else's burden yeah. and the, the noise, noise around. So for me, emotionally, I'm best when I'm by myself. I'm not best by myself, mm-hmm. but I like to be alone, I'm talking about thinking-wise. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. best by myself. And yeah, of course, we're all better if you have a, I'm a, a significant other. person when me I'm Me too. I could be, that's what I'm saying. I could yeah. be the same way. Literally, when I went through Bell's Palsy, like, I still haven't even jumped back on the scene from November. Like, I've still been doing podcasts, and I still go out to things that I create. But, like, I, I've had a million people hit me up about the trappiest hour, about, you know, coming out to Josie Lane. I'm just like, eh, if I ain't feeling it, I'm like, no, nah, I'm better by myself. Let me get in a better headspace yeah. to where when I go out, I can better receive things as opposed to being damaged or not being in a good headspace and missing the blessing that I could have received. Mm-hmm. And then like, sometimes you got to go when you are true, when true. you feel like you're not in a good headspace. Yeah, a lot of times that's when that door will open mm-hmm. up yeah. and you'll, you'll see something, some, something, a word is spoken. Or somebody, or, somebody yeah, will say yeah. something yeah. to you and you're yeah, like, Or you okay. meet somebody different that like you said, trying to connect or that you like to connect with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So sometimes you gotta go even when you don't feel like going. And that's what I was gonna tell you. Like with your story and the things that you had experienced, mm-hmm. it's so important. As I know, all men, but as a black man, mm-hmm. like it's important for them to put a face with their experience because oh, so many black men don't have this platform yeah. and they don't talk about what they yeah. feel and yeah. they don't know how to explain what they're feeling yeah. and whoever they're with don't understand, understand why they're it. feeling like they're True. feeling. So you have to like know that you went through that for a reason yeah. and there are so many people that need to hear from you and your experience. So going out there, getting out there yeah. with those, with, with people in the rarest like situations, like 
in the midst of the trappiest hour, I guess you could say, or the hip hop book club. You yeah. don't know who's in that situation that has just went through that, mm-hmm. who is about to go through that yeah. and don't even know they finna go through it. And they hear something from you and they can take and when they start different. dealing with it. Yeah. Like I, with the breakup with me, my friends, like I didn't know that I, when I'm going through that, I went through a very, it was very hard for me. Cause I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. understand. But as soon as I finished healing myself with that, so many of my friends started going through that and they could i could help them and i could you know give them an unbiased perception because i take accountability and i accept what happened so with your situation you came out of that so many people go through things like that and they don't make it out of and we know like look how many people in hip-hop just recently passed away randomly you know Mm -hmm. like random ailments it's like Battles that they've been battling and nobody knew, and you nobody. know why? Because no one even cared to ask. ask or they didn't speak up. Even with the Bell's policy, I work with a woman, and her face is still twisted. Oh, why? Yeah. Because she didn't seek, maybe she didn't seek help enough. soon mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. So your testimony mm. is necessary. Mm. Here you go, mm. this religious stuff. Yes. Church. No, that's the that ain't religious. That's spiritual, honey. That's word. Either that way. is word. Yes. Your testimony. What is a testimony without the test, honey? <laughs> we yes. Won't he do it? It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Now this is this the way to end the podcast. Yes. Won't he do it? Yes. <laughs> won't he do it? Oh, which can you we, pray? Can, let's end it a prayer. Let's praying? do it. I'm you not praying. praying. I do not. Why pray. not? I don't pray. Why? I just don't pray. No, no, no. For real, like I'm not. I feel like. When I pray, like when I pray at night, it's more so I have a conversation with the person I'm talking to. So in prayer, like if you even notice, growing up when we it, when we did Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, it was always Jermaine or you. I just ain't a good prayer as far as praying for. It ain't things. such thing as a good I prayer. Know, what you mean? I know what you're saying. I just choose not to do that. To pray at all, or to pray to pray to pray in public. Okay. Yeah, I just like to when I'm at home by myself, or I just like to talk. So. Okay. Well, pray us out, darling. No, you're going to pray it out. Yes. You don't, you're the guest. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you thanking you for this hour, thanking you, uh, giving us what to say, and um, not for anyone else, but to glorify you, the people that are out there that are in need, they're in a derision. Uh, They need some direction. They need some guidance. They need to know that they're not the only one in that situation, Mm -hmm. and there is light at the end of that tunnel. We want to ask you to come in and, and bless Beeman Shaver and bless Anthony Robinson, bless Artesia. Lord, you know what they, who they are, what they're going to do, who they're going to touch. You know their next level and the next step. Lord, we ask all these things until we come again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Won't he do it? Come on, you gotta wait till I turn. <laughs> now that's it. how you do it. Yeah, just, yeah, it's too late. Oh, so, I dropped the mic. Drop the mic. Yeah. Ain't no more words need to be spoken. <laughs> drop the mic. Y'all in the inhale, courage to excel, success. We'll see y'all next week. Since guns ain't nice. Potato on the barrel up. Make you niggas hate fries. Yeah, been popping Willie since 14. Sleeping with a minute 14. Ready to take one for the team. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Don't go 
I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers.